Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to come together, Father, to worship you. Father, I thank you and praise you that everything done and said today will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom, Father. I ask that you put a watch over my tongue, that everything done and said will line up with your word. We just give you, Father, we just give you glory and thanks, Father. We just thank you so much for everything that you've done for us. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. So I've been um, missing granddaddy a bunch lately, so I'm going to tell a granddaddy joke. You all heard it. Laugh anyway. It's funny, okay? So this old country preacher was had this awesome message that he was preparing, but he needed some help. And so he come in to church, and he asked a little boy that goes to church to please come and help. So the little boy came in, and the little boy had his cat with him. And the preacher's like, what are you doing with the cat? He's like, I don't know. I just brought him with church. He said, it's fine. You're going to be in the balcony. So he sent the little boy to the balcony with a book of matches, and he said, every time I say, and fire fell from heaven, You strike a match and throw it over the balcony. So the old preacher got to preaching real good, and, and fire fell from heaven. A little boy struck the match and threw it over the balcony. Everybody oohed and awed, and it was great. And he did it a couple more times, and fire fell from heaven. He struck a match and threw it over the balcony. Well, he was getting ready for the big finale, the end of the end. And he said, and fire fell from heaven, and nothing happened. So he said it a little louder, and fire fell from heaven, and nothing happened. And he said it one more time, and fire fell from heaven, and the little boy shouted back, the cat peed on the matches. <clears throat> I know y'all heard something tell that. <clears throat> oh my, I told it at his funeral, that's a, <clears throat> one of my all-time favorites. <clears throat> I'm going to get it together in a minute. All right, so what we're going to talk about today is <clears throat> is that we're in spiritual warfare in, in this world. We're in spiritual warfare, <clears throat> but we are fighting against a defeated foe. And, and we forget that from time to time. <clears throat> but the problem is, is we have to actually show up to win. <clears throat> I've been doing a, a, a bunch of research and stuff, and I, I, I stumbled into a group of testimonies from some witches. And they were Satanists, witches, and they had been doing all this crazy spiritual warfare attack things. And, and one of the witches that sticks out in my head the worst is, is, is she got saved. But the reason she got saved is she would do this trance or whatever, incantation, and she would leave her body and she would go and haunt the little kids that lived in her area, right? And so she would you know, out-of-body experience and go and, and torment and, and, and cause all kinds of nightmares and demonic activity on all these little kids. And she said, I thought what I was doing was great. And then one day I, I walked into a house and this little kid was laying in a pool of blood and there was a fire around him. And the closer I got, the hotter the fire got. And she said, if you know anything about witches, fire is what we like. But this was not the same kind of fire that I was used to, that this kid had parents who were Christians, and they had pled the blood of Jesus over him. And she couldn't touch him. Man, it's awful early to be crying. She couldn't touch this little kid. 
she, and so it made it worse, right? So like she kept trying to go back to that kid. Like, you know, something you can't have, right? If mama puts something on the shelf and says you can't have that, but you can have all of this, you don't want all of that. You want the one thing you can't have, right? And she kept going after that kid and going after that kid. And she said it seemed like every time she went there, it got worse and it attacked her. And so she said the reason she became a witch is that she wanted to have the most powerful thing on the planet inside of her. And she had believed up until that point that Satan or what, the supreme leader or whatever they believe in as witches was the most powerful thing on the planet. And so she started doing research on why this blood, she said every time she touched that blood that it burnt her skin. And she wanted to know what blood is so powerful that it would affect me this way. And it led to her salvation. She ended up finding out that the blood of Jesus is actually the most powerful substance on the planet. <clears throat> she didn't understand what she was fighting against, but she realized really quick that she couldn't defeat it. That it was an in an unbelievable opponent and something that she couldn't come over and, and after she got saved then she tells all these stories of how all the things that they had done and people they had tormented and so she is a huge proponent of of spiritual warfare and most christians we kind of scoff at spiritual warfare that it's not really real right you know when jesus was was tempted in the in the desert like that happened that was real satan showed up they look eye to eye now he didn't physically assault him but spiritually he was attacking him he was tempting him he was giving him all the stuff right <clears throat> and jesus forwarded the attack by quoting scripture and saying that it is written so as as a as a christian well, well first is like you have to believe that we are in fact, in spiritual warfare. <clears throat> and if you can't see it right now in mainstream media and in any, anything, if you cannot tell that we are in a fight, that the Christian faith, that the Christian family is under attack, come up and I'll pray for you because you really need to wake up. Amen. We are absolutely under attack. So if you will, we will start in the... <clears throat> book of Ephesians, I'm going to go through some of the stuff that we talk about of spiritual warfare. So if you will, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6 <clears throat> and verse 10. So Ephesians 6, 10, finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power and put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Now notice it doesn't say if the devil decides... You, you will face the devil's schemes. So we have to take our, our stand against the devil's schemes. Verse 12, for we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and against authority and against powers of this dark world and against spiritual forces in, of evil in heavenly realms. We fight a constant fight <clears throat> on this earth right now against spiritual forces that have they are not in it for your good 
John 10 and 10, Jesus says that the enemy, the thief, comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come that you have life and have it more abundantly. So, so make no mistake, right? Well, we just do it because it's fun or, you know, I don't really believe it. We just, you know, whatever. I, I, I see people sometimes talk about how they're a witch. And then they, they cast that self onto them. I, I mean, people that I know and respect and love, and they say this, that, you know, well, sometimes I'm a witch. No, sweetheart, I'm, I'm not. I'm a born-again believer of the Most High God. I, I'm a child of the living God. I don't, I ain't no sort of that. Because when we measure it out, is it killing, stealing, and destroying? It's not of God. Is it more and more abundant? Business of God, right? <clears throat> we, we allow... They would say we got soft, right? Over the years, we allowed just a little bit more and just a little bit more and just a little bit more and just a little bit more. Well, it isn't that bad or it wasn't that bad a word or they didn't really, really. But what happens is, is it's this constant bombardment with the attempt of eroding the faith. Then they'll listen. If you're a born again believer, the Bible says that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Not depth, not width, not height, not angels not demons not anything right it's not taking your salvation from you is not an option however tarnishing your um, character your morality your witness that's pretty valuable right the enemy comes to tear you down if somebody can find something on the internet where me being saying something blasphemous or crazy or acting crazy right that that diminishes the authority that comes with the pulpit right that that's what the world wants there's not a better hair headline than local pastor and it's not like you know saved kids from a burning building you know, local pastor gets a DUI or local pastor, you know, gets in a fight or local. I mean, that, that's really it, right? Then they listen, there are people, right? Pastors are people. He said he gave evangelists to pastors and teachers for the upbuilding of the kingdom, right? They're people too, and they sin and they fall. I sin and I fall, right? But the enemy's attack is, is if they can diminish what a Christian looks like. Well, I thought they were a Christian, Y'all ever heard that? That is spiritual warfare. Well, I thought you were supposed to be the pastor. Well, I am. That don't mean I'm perfect 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That don't mean that I can bridle my tongue and say exactly what I'm supposed to say. I'm not perfect. Jesus was perfect and they crucified him for it. But the spiritual attack on me and on you is to diminish your character and your morality to stop people from wanting to be part of the christian body have you ever heard somebody say well if that's a christian then i don't want to be a christian you notice they don't ever say that about like clemson fans you know what i mean i never heard anybody say well if that's a clemson fan then i don't want to be a clemson fan right Stephen? nobody tells you that right yeah You, you don't use it in that text. It's only in the Christian, I mean, even in, in, in Islam, right? 
Those guys go crazy and strap bombs to themselves and go in places and kill people. And you don't hear anybody say, well, if that's what Islam is, then I don't want to be part of that. No, it's against here. And it's the tearing down or the devaluing of your salvation and your relationship with Christ. See, we, we have a very unique relationship, right? You have the opportunity as a Christian to go boldly to the throne of God. And the enemy can't affect that. He can't take that away. But what he can do is he can diminish your value or, or he can get you to the place that where you don't believe that that's your right. See, that's spiritual warfare too. Because I know that I've been forgiven and I know that I've been redeemed and I know that I've been set free and I know that I have the authority to go to the throne boldly. But how about if you, if I could convince you you didn't? How about if I convinced you that if you acted a certain way then you didn't no longer have the opportunity to pray? Or you didn't have the opportunity to come to church? Or you didn't have the opportunity to worship? Well, you can't. See, that's where Satan wants to attack you is if you did this... There's no way God still loves you. If you did this, there's no way God wants to hear what you have to say. If you acted like that, <clears throat> I'm getting ahead of myself, but, um, well, let's read it. See, what happens is, is we forget who we are and whose we are and where we belong because we allow this attack from the enemy to tear down our self-worth it tears down our community outreach right with our morality because satan's attacking us but it also wants to tear down our self-worth so i have to tell my people this i tell me this too a lot romans 8 romans 8 1 therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus because through christ the law of the spirit who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. So I don't care what I did. I don't care how I acted. I'm going to ask forgiveness. I'm going to get up and brush myself off, and I'm still going to boldly go to the throne of God. But if you don't have a concept of, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and you believe because I said this, or because I did that, that I no longer, and then I have been separated from God, right? That all Satan wants to do is separate you from God. If he can somehow convince you that God has turned his back on you. You know, that's that, well, you know, God killed mama. So God took that away where well, we could learn a lesson. You know, God made us meet, lose our house. God made me sick where I could get closer to him. Y'all believe that? It's anything to make God look bad, and it really, really promotes self, right? I overcame that. I did that. I conquered all of that. No, I didn't conquer squat. Well, I can do all things. Everybody likes to say that part. Through Christ who strengthens me. 
Not in my ability, but in his ability. And in spiritual warfare, we don't survive on our ability. I cannot ward off the prince of darkness at all. If you took Jesus out of the equation, I'm not even worth his time. If you took Jesus out of the equation, the spiritual attack is a waste on you. But because I have been born again and baptized in the Holy Spirit, that I'm a child of the living God, I am a threat. Now, if you are fighting a war, do you like, well, I mean, most people don't, right? Murder innocent women and children, right? They usually leave those people alone, right? Why? Because they're not a threat. In war, we're eliminating threats. We're trying to stop the enemy from having threats, right? I mean, I guess at some point in time, some bad guys like to kill the women and children too. But in this situation, if you're not being attacked by the devil, if you're not fighting in a spiritual warfare, if your prayer life is not fighting against what's going on in the world around you, what are you doing? What you spending your effort and your time on? Worrying about if the people with the same color jersey as the color you like is doing real good on Saturday or Sunday? Worrying about whose song is going to come out next week or what movie is getting ready to come out? That don't none affect me. What affects me is, is the creator of the universe said he set us apart. And since we've been set apart, we're in this fight. And just in case you wanted to know, we win. Amen. We win. The only way that a Christian can lose is to quit, give up, and walk away. There's no other way for us to lose. We fight a defeated foe. Colossians says, <clears throat> turn with me to Colossians. Whew, is it hot in here or is it just me? might just be me. <clears throat> well, if I could find Colossians. Did I turn it over? My tab's broke. There it is. <clears throat> Colossians chapter 2 and verse 15. Oh, wait a minute. Let's, let's go back to 13. And when you were dead in your sins... And in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all of us our sins, having canceled the charge, <clears throat> canceled our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. 15, and having disarmed the powers and authorities. Remember, remember in 6, we said we were fighting against powers and authorities. And having disarmed the powers and the authorities, he made public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Y'all ever lost? I don't like to lose. Man, I, hate, I, I really don't like to lose. I don't like to win so much as I really don't like to lose. But I really, really don't like to lose and then somebody make a spectacle of it. Right? Man, be a good winner. Right? But this time... This is not good winter stuff, right? He made a spectacle of them, triumphing over them at the cross. So he wanted everybody to see you lose, 
right? He wanted everybody to see that the powers and the authorities had been disarmed, right? The Bible says that the same Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of me is the same Holy Spirit that went in and threw back death and hell and raised Christ from the dead. That's what lives on the inside of me. The same ones who were disarmed and made it public spectacles of. I think he said he put, make my enemies a footstool. You ever looked at that, like in the real, what that would look like? Can you imagine just like sitting down and then making like a grown person kneel down on all fours and putting your feet up on them? He made his enemies a footstool. He's on my team. We win. So what happens is, is Satan wants to come at you with this attack to tear you down, to tell you you don't belong in that group. You're not a winner. You're a loser. Nobody loves you. Nobody cares for you. You've been separated from that. He wants to move you away. Why? Because he cannot defeat you in a place of power until I make your enemies a footstool. Oh, man, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. The spiritual attack that comes against us tears down around you, right? It can't touch your salvation, but it can, man, it can mess with your head, right? Because you just think whatever you want to think. But in Romans, it says that we should crucify the flesh and renew our mind, which is taking out what the world says about you and putting back in what God says about you. That's really how you defeat. If, you wanna, if you're being attacked right now, if you have spiritual attacks coming against you and your head is swimming and it's just crazy and you don't know how to fix it, I got a solution for you. It is renew your mind and study your word and pray without ceasing. <clears throat> if you flip back to Ephesians 6, when you put on that whole armor of God, right? You go through all of the stuff and put on the whole armor of God. Oh man, where is it? 18, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and keep on praying for the Lord's people. If you feel like you are losing, if you feel like you're being attacked and tore down, if your family is being attacked and tore down, know where it's coming from. <clears throat> know that he is the defeated foe and know what we have to do about it. Spiritual warfare is one on your knees. <clears throat> when we get to the place to where we get our bodies to line up with what God's word says and we submit ourselves to what it says. See, that's the thing, right? We want all of the benefits of being a Christian and we want all of the, the perks and, and, and the fringe benefits and we want all of that. But we don't want to do what it says do. That we have to submit ourselves to Christ. That we need to read our word. That we need to renew our mind. That we need to pray without ceasing. We don't want to do that part. If your family is being attacked. If your livelihood is being attacked. If your kids are being attacked. If your health is being attacked. If your mental state is being attacked. You fight a defeated foe no sickness and no disease can live when it comes in contact with my body my body is the temple of the holy spirit 
the same Holy Spirit that went into hell and threw back death and hell and raised Christ from the dead. The same one. Now you tell me what power or what authority, although they've been disarmed, wants any part of that. They don't. The problem is, is if you can get, if the enemy can get, you so convinced that God has turned his back on you and so convinced that your problems are not important enough for God to be worried about and so convinced that whatever little thing that you're doing really is not an abomination before God and so convinced that sin ain't really sin anymore and so convinced that you just get to live however you want to and say whatever you want to. The enemy is trying so hard to separate you from what God's word says about you. It, it, it is baffling to me the well-meaning, good, wholesome Christian people who have such a horrible opinion of who they are in Christ. And they are undergoing such attacks that it's not even funny, and they blame every ounce of it on God. And I don't get it. And then I pray about it. <clears throat> and then Granddaddy's favorite scripture. Faith comes by hearing. <clears throat> Faith comes by hearing. Can't have faith without hearing. So where does it come from? Well, a lot of times it comes from right here. People standing right here doing this, telling them God killed your mama because y'all wasn't in church. Well, the reason y'all don't have that anymore is because, you know, you did this or you did that. When Jesus said that the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy, and the best lie ever is is God did it. And you get well-meaning, good, wholehearted, wholesome Christians who beat that drum. That God killed granny, or God took that away from me, or God made me sick, or... And the devil's just a-giggling. That's right. Granddaddy used to say, well, if God made you sick, why'd you go to the doctor? You don't want to learn your lesson? Learn your lesson. Be sick. Learn your lesson. The truth is, is the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That is the attack. We are not subject to the attack. If we can walk according to God's word and we live in the way we're supposed to and pray without ceasing and renewing our mind, reading our Bible and knowing our rights in Christ. <clears throat> Y'all ever uh, tried to play a new sport? I, I, I don't really like playing new sports because I have a problem, right? My, my kid played a new sport this year. She started playing tennis. Well, I can tell you what I knew well, actually last year, but for a year she's played. And let me tell you what rules I knew in tennis. None. You played with one ball. That's about the extent of it. You stand on one side of the net. I stand on the other side of the net. I know zero rules about tennis. Y'all know me, right? Guess how many rules I know about tennis now? All of them. All of them that I can find on the Google. I want to know the rules, right? Not because I want to break the rules, because I want to make sure you don't break the rules. So when we're talking about being in a spiritual warfare, I want to know the rules. 
I want to know the rules of engagement. And the other side, they don't have a lot of rules. But on my side, I know what God's Word says. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. To submit yourself to God. To pray without ceasing. And listen, listen. If, in, if you can do that for just a little bit, right? If you can withstand the attack for just a little bit, without acting like a crazy person, without yelling and screaming, Number one is you need to know where it's coming from. And number two, he's defeated, right? But you need to know your, your rights in Christ. Because when you know your rights in Christ, you can stand the test. And then we go on to the next one. Stand firm on God's word. All of a sudden, if you can do that, just a minute, people around you are going to know why. They want to go to know, why could you do that? How could you go through such adversity and never lose your faith? You know, like old Job. Out of all the attacks the enemy took against him. How can you just stand there and still say, God is God, and it doesn't matter what happens around me. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords, and I will worship only him, and I will not bow my knee. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even if they're going to throw me in the fiery furnace, even if he doesn't show up, I will not bend my knee. When you do that, when you get to that place, man, what a witness for Christ you are. What a good Christian you are, and I know we're not supposed to put good, good Christian. What a light into the world. You really are the hands and feet of Christ. When you can withstand the attacks of the enemy without changing, without wavering, and know that I have faith in God, and he said that I'm redeemed, and he said that I'm saved, and he said that I'm healed, he said that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Then, then, your great testimony. Then, the kingdom of God advances. Right? The enemy does not want the kingdom of God to advance. And his time is getting short, and he's getting more desperate. And he is pulling out all the stops. At all the times in history, today is the day that I will stand firm on God's word, and I don't care what happens around me. We want to be the witnesses that help lead this generation to the love of God. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we just thank you and praise you for your word, Father. We pray that it will go out and it will not return void. Father, we thank you for the weapons of our warfare are, are founded in you. And we give you praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.